Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry emphasizing God's unconditional love and grace. We pray that you'll be blessed as Andrew teaches insights from the life of Elijah. And now, here's Andrew. You can see things by the Spirit. You can know things spiritually that you cannot know physically. Boy, that's powerful. I've got a lot of teaching on this. Uh, I often talk about that. I'm not going to go there right now, but this is a powerful truth. Elijah was a man who was walking by faith. He was knowing things through the Spirit, and then there was physical manifestation later on. But you receive everything from God first through the Spirit, and then it manifests in the physical. People who are praying and asking for some physical manifestation, a healing of your body, finances being provided, whatever it is, you're asking for this physical thing, but you haven't first of all seen it on the inside, you aren't going to get it. You have to see it on the inside before you see it on the outside. Well, that's powerful. That is powerful. I could preach on that, but, but I want to go on to some other things here. So he says, I hear this sound of abundance of rain. In verse 42, it says, So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. You know, this is interesting to me because Elijah was basically commanding Ahab what to do. Ahab was the king and yet Elijah was in control. And when he called this fire down, he, all of the people came over to Elijah's side and they took all of the prophets of Baal and they killed them. The point I'm making is Ahab was really right there with the prophets of Baal and the entire nation had come over to Elijah's side. You know, it doesn't say this specifically, but it says that the people took the prophets of Baal down there and then Elijah killed them. But he couldn't have done this without the people's help. They basically surrounded the prophets of Baal. They would not let them escape and Elijah went through and killed them. But Ahab was right in there with them. I wonder if Ahab was actually fearful whether Elijah was going to kill him whether he was going to use all of the people coming over to his side to overthrow the government and put the government back to where it was supposed to be. There's no telling exactly how Ahab responded to this and what he felt. And it's just interesting to me that Elijah told him to go to Jezreel because he heard the sound of abundance of rain and Ahab went up to eat and to drink. This is amazing. He had just seen his Baal worship that he instituted totally defeated, possibly his own life in danger. And Elijah went up, I mean, Ahab went up and he just began to eat and to drink as if nothing had ever happened. This is amazing to me. And so it says, And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked, and there was nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not." And in verse 45, it says, And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. You know, this is amazing. 
I went to Israel one time and I actually uh, went up on top of Mount Carmel and I saw the place where all of this came to pass. And the day that I was there, it just so happened that there was not a cloud in the sky. I mean, it was a perfectly clear day. It was a hot day. And I remember standing up on Mount Carmel after the rest of the group went and I was kind of there alone. And I looked out over the Mediterranean Sea and I was just looking and wondering what this must have been like for Elijah. And then I saw a little tiny cloud that I mean, it would be a good description to say it was about the size of a man's hand come up. And, I, and it was just perfect. It was perfect for me to visualize what it must have been like for Elijah. And look at this passage of scripture over in James chapter 5 and in verse 17. It says, Elias, or talking about Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. So this is a commentary on these exact passages of Scripture that we just read over in 1 Kings 18. And notice, it just said that he prayed earnestly. It didn't say he prayed earnestly three times, four times, five or whatever. It just said he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And then he prayed again and the heaven gave rain. It didn't say that he prayed seven times. But in the first Kings account, he was praying and seven times he sent his servant to see if there was any physical indication of what he was praying for that was coming to pass. And here's one of the lessons I learned from Elijah that uh, I apply to my life all of the time. I don't ask God for things over and over and over and over again. If I ask, say for instance, if I ask God to heal me twice, one of those two times I, I didn't believe that I received when I prayed. Mark chapter 11 verse 24 says, Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You have to believe you receive when you pray and then there shall be a future manifestation. But if you pray, say for instance for healing, oh God heal me. And then the next day you get up and say, oh God heal me. Well then you didn't believe that your prayer was answered and you didn't believe you received the first time or you wouldn't have prayed the second time. But does that mean that you just pray once and then you let it go? No, you can continue to pray until you see a manifestation but it's just that same prayer. Father, I, I believed yesterday that when I prayed, you healed me, but I still have some pain or I still have a tumor or I still have some effect today. I don't doubt that you've healed me. I've got it, but I am commanding this manifestation to come. I am not quitting until I see the manifestation. You know, I believe that this really is what it's talking about when the scripture says, pray without ceasing. I think that's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, pray without ceasing. And the reason it says it, you can't pray while you're asleep. You can't pray when you're doing certain things. I don't think that this means pray 24 hours a day, but what it means is pray and don't quit that prayer until you see the manifestation. It's never God that doesn't answer our prayer. God answers and we receive the moment we pray. But there is a period of time in between when we say amen and there it is until we see the manifestation. You know, I've got a teaching on this entitled What to Do When Your Prayers Seem Unanswered. It's based on Daniel chapter 9 and chapter 10. And I'm not going to go through all of that, but there are, God gave the command 
And it took a period of time from the time that he gave the command until the physical manifestation came. What do you do during that time? Well, you continue to pray, but not in unbelief, saying, Oh God, I asked yesterday and today I've still got the same pain, so therefore you didn't answer my prayer. Now maybe you'll hear this prayer, answer that prayer. No, you've just X'd out your first prayer if that's the way you pray. But here's the way you should pray. You should pray and say, Father, I believe that you granted my answer because of all of the promises. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And all of these things. I believe that I received, but I don't have the physical manifestation. There is some hindrance. And so you turn against the devil. You rebuke the devil. You get a prayer of agreement and get somebody just to agree with the prayer that you've already prayed and that you're still holding on to. You use a prayer of praise which praise is a weapon against the devil. It will drive demons out. It will release your faith, make it come to full manifestation, Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, and other places. And so you, you continue to pray, but not a prayer of unbelief. It looks like to the untrained mind that Elijah prayed seven times about this. Actually, according to James chapter 5, he only prayed once but he sent his servants seven times. It was just one prayer. As it says over there in the book of James, he prayed earnestly. He didn't pray just a little prayer, oh God, send rain, and then just wait and whatever would happen would happen. No, he prayed and he knew that God was flowing through him and he didn't quit his intercession until he saw uh, the beginning of the answer to his prayer. Now, he didn't wait until the clouds were totally dark and it was raining but the moment he saw that there was a cloud just the size of a man's hand, a little tiny breakthrough, he knew that, man, he had ended the drought and it would be just a short period of time until the rain came. It's like if you can imagine, you know, you're praying and you're asking for something and here's God. He's constantly supplying. God always answers our prayers. God is faithful. But Satan can damn things up. He can resist. And the, and the things that God is giving, prosperity, healing or whatever, it could be in the pipeline, but it's just clogged up. It's kind of like a dam holding it back. But the moment you see a crack in that dam, the moment you see just a little bit of water spurting through that dam, you know it's just a matter of time now till that whole thing breaks and you, you have your answer. Well, likewise, Elijah, he prayed and it looked like he was praying seven times, but he actually only prayed once. See, here's a direct lesson to learn from Elijah that we can apply to ourselves that you just ask God for something one time. Now, this needs a little qualification. You ask, when I'm, I'm talking about when you're praying for yourself, you ask something one time and you believe you receive it, and then you continue to pray, but you are just enforcing the prayer that you've already prayed. You aren't re-praying it. You aren't doubting that you received the first time just because you couldn't see something. See, you continue to pray. Now, if you're praying for other people, if you're interceding for someone else, you do need to continue and release that intercession and send forth laborers into their harvest and rebuke the God of this world that has blinded their eyes, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. You do need to pray those things over and over because you believe God answered your prayer. God went and spoke to this person, but that person has more authority over their life than you do. And if they reject it and discount the conviction and the witness that God is sending to them, well, then the next day you need to get up and once again release this power to them.
That's all the time we have for today, but be sure and tune in again as Andrew continues to teach on the life of Elijah. Take the opportunity to learn valuable life lessons from the Bible and avoid the school of hard knocks by getting Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah. It's available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The third audio teaching in today's series is titled Holy Fire. It's available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this third CD free of charge. Our address is P.O. Box 3333, Colorado Springs 80934 or call 719-635-1111. Again, that's 719-635-1111, or go to our website at any hour. You can use credit card to order any of our ministry materials online 24 hours a day at www.awmi.net. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'm the host of the Gospel Truth radio program that has been airing on radio since 1976. But we have just canceled our radio programs. I'm sad to do that, but I think that that's what I had to do. And I want to let you know that we still have our television program available, heard all over the world. We have so much ministry material available to you on our website. There's just a number of ways that you can still take advantage of the truths that God has given me. So go check it out. You can go to awmi.net on our website and it just has all kinds of ways that you can still continue to receive. So God bless you as you continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. Gospel Truth Radio is changing to Andrew Womack Recorded Live. Starting in November, you'll now hear the full teaching once a week. Don't forget to tune in 